What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Anti Up. Oh, Adam, we might have just watched the uh, the most boring Sunday night game yet. It was seriously the most riveting in the world for me. Freaking out. I'm feeling good. How was your week 15? Um, pretty good, I'd say. Uh, I know we were talking before, but my home league, I was the number one seed, most points. And it looks like I'm going to lose. Uh, I got 223.6 now. This is a league that has six IDP. So the scoring is pretty high. But usually if you score 223, you're going to win. I still have Sam Hubbard, uh, defensive end from the Bengals. So doubt he's going to get, I mean, he would need three, four sacks. But my opponent at 249. I mean, I went up against Darren Waller. Melvin Gordon, that's the one that did it, man. When he scored that touchdown late, I mean, this dude had 11 carries, 61 <laughs> yards, and gets two rushing touchdowns. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I knew I was in trouble then. You know, he had Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry had 24.7, and usually we go, oh, that's great. But, you know, Tannehill took two touchdowns away. So I was like, okay. And he had Jonathan Taylor. So I was like, oh, I know I'm in a little bit of trouble, but Kyla Murray put up 42.1. You know, Darius Leonard, 18.8. Jamal Adams put up 16. So, I don't know, nothing you could do. And then uh, I won another league to get into the final. And then GST, um, which we'll talk about yours. Uh, I am up 30.3. I am done. And Scott Angle has Juju Smith-Schuster. So if he scores under 30, I will head to the finals for the fourth straight year. If he gets over 30, Angle will head to the finals for the fourth straight year. And uh, you have a better story, though, in your version of the GST. And the GST, for those that are just listening for the first time, I don't know. Greenwich Street Tavern League, uh, Chris Vaccaro co-owns that bar. We usually do that draft in New York City, and it's fun. We have players who play in the high-stakes leagues, industry people, and fans of our work who listen to the show. So it's a nice mix. It's a fun league. We couldn't do it. In New York this year, obviously, due to the pandemic. And Chris was telling me we need more industry people in it. So I reached out to Howard, Jennifer Piacente, and they both came in it. And there's two leagues of 12, so we're in other leagues. And uh, it's a possibility we might have an all-alarm final in one of them. We already have one half locked up, right, Howard? Indeed, indeed. I uh, I just uh, I, I beat Truck 1223. Um a vicious, crazy battle here. I mean, listen, I don't, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm still shocked that I, that I came out ahead here. Uh, it's going to be a, a grueling battle in the finals, uh, no doubt because of what's going on with my team. So I went up against, I mean, Justin Herbert on Thursday night, uh, and then Austin Eckler, uh, and Eckler wasn't great. You know, he had 11.9 points, but you know, obviously Herbert went off for 35, and so I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a little rough." And then, uh, and then on Saturday, uh, he had Aaron Jones go also, and Aaron Jones went off for twenty four point eight. So I was, you know, feeling a little little wonky about this uh, this matchup here. And suddenly, it just kind of turned around for me. DeAndre Swift got into the end zone twice. David Johnson uh, went over a hundred yards. Uh, receiving with 11 catches. So that was uh, absolutely fantastic. I lucked out because, you know, I put Curtis Samuel in and he was kind of a dud with uh, 8.8. That whole, uh, you know, that whole thing was, um, you know, I, I 
have two guys sitting on my bench. I got a ton of points sitting on my bench right now. Marvin Jones, I put on the bench because we didn't know what was going on. And then at the last minute, they were like, okay, it's Stafford. And, you know, it was like, do you feel comfortable with Stafford as, as your guy? And I went with, I uh, left in Raheem Mostert, who I guess re-aggravated his injury uh, again uh, today. So it's, you know, he's, he's useless. I mean, at least I get Marvin Jones to replace him, but we'll have to wait and see uh, what happens with the rest of my roster here. Salvan Ahmed sitting on my bench. Again, the whole morning was just so chaotic for me. Uh, work-wise, you know, chat was bumping in uh, at Fantasy Alarm, and I saw you jump in there, and I had to jump in there. This was after doing the, the morning live stream for an hour and then jumping into chat after doing some lineup examples for, for the website. So it just got all kind of crazy and chaotic. And uh, and so I left Ahmed on the bench. I left Marvin Jones on the bench. I just kind of went with it. And, uh, I mean, listen, it, it paid out. It, it definitely panned out. Um, I did lose James Robinson, though, to an injury. We'll have to see what happens with him. I, I was like smoking mirrors here, Adam. I feel like I won this game with, like, smoking mirrors because, you know, Truck had, you know, Landry almost had 20 points. He had J.D. McKissick, who had 25 um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's oddball, you know, Wayne Gallman was and and the giants D were his like, you know, little Achilles heels and, you know, Adam Thielen didn't have a great game, but I still, I, I don't know how I did it, but I'll tell you what, man, it feels good. And I'm rooting for Jen to, uh, to take down Billy Hayes so that we can have a, a three out of the four finalists in the GST this year, all fantasy alarm. And the other one is the New York post. Who you do work with? Oh, so, is that is that Loftus and uh, and, and Jared, Jared? Wolf? Yeah, they well, oh, like, unless the Steelers defense gets forty points, which is possible <laughs> against the Bengals. So let's not put that ahead yet. But yeah, Jen Piacente is up right now on Billy Hayes one point four. She has Juju Smith Schuster, and he has the Steelers defense. So uh, they will be glued to the TV for that one tomorrow. Uh, I gotta say though, I, I think. What you did was probably the right thing. I will say this. I was a little concerned with Mostert, uh, and I was actually surprised at how many people, like, really wanted to start Mostert today. Like, I thought there was risk. Like, I was getting questions, Pollard or Mostert. I thought it was easy, Pollard, once we knew Zeke was out. And some people felt otherwise, and I don't know why. Here's the thing with Mostert, and I know I said it, I'm pretty sure, on the podcast or the live stream. He said himself. This ankle is going to be a problem the rest of the year. Yeah. He was on the injury report this week. I know they removed him, but I was not. I think I had I had Jeff Wilson ranked ahead of him by two spots, but I had most of like 25, 26. I know it was a great matchup against Dallas, but they've been using Wilson at the goal line. I'm not saying what you did was wrong. I probably would have done the same because I had the same concerns with you with Marvin Jones and the same thing with Ahmed. Like, you don't we've seen the Dolphins always go with a lead back, but he was coming off an injury. So but I'm just saying like Mostert wasn't as great of a start as I thought others felt. Like they just, oh, he's off the injury report, he's good. I didn't feel that way. So we'll see what happens with him. And he got you just enough, obviously. And David Johnson, holy shit. Like they just <laughs> realized he can catch now. Like, I don't have him, and I was clearly I, I was off him this year. 11 catches, 106 yards receiving? 
He did nothing on the ground as always, but like, where did this come from? It can't be just because Duke Johnson was out. It's not like Duke Johnson gets these receptions every game. Brandon Cooks was back. QT was like, I don't understand. Like all of a sudden this came out of nowhere. We know David Johnson went healthy as a good receiver back and they didn't utilize him like all year. Yeah. Listen, it, it totally, it, it took me off guard. Listen, I, I gotta be honest with you. I genuinely thought I was sunk. I just, you know, injuries were piling up. Curtis Samuel went on the COVID list. Um, and then all of a sudden, then it got confusing. It was like, well, Breeze is back now. And, you know, what are you going to do there? And, you know, in, in the Kings Classic, I actually started Traquan Smith um, over. Uh, oh, who is it over? I can't remember. It, was, it wasn't Marvin Jones. I was forced to use Marvin Jones. Uh, <laughs> forced to use Bar. I love saying that. Forced to use Marvin Jones in the uh, in the Kings Classic, um, but I mean, it, so it got like it got weird for me. It got complicated because, you know, I was like, you know, I was sitting there focused so much on, you know, do I start Breeze? Do I start Cousins? Do I start Baker Mayfield? I mean, obviously, in the end, it didn't, you know, it didn't matter, and they all basically got the exact yeah. same points. Um, you know, I took Breeze twenty seven point seven. Baker Mayfield at 27.95. So, I mean, that was, you know, I feel, I feel good about that, but no, man, you know what it is again, it's not having the, the, the time or the opportunity to really kind of focus, you know, cause you know, you know, when, when Zeke was at, announced as out, you know, I mean, it just, it was like last night, Damian Harris was ruled out. So we were all talking Sony, Michelle, um, and I had to add Sony Michelle to the, uh, you know, to the playbook and make sure that that was still, you know, something going, you know, that, that people could look at as far as like a pay down you had for DFS, you had Leonard Fournette. Then all of a sudden you had Sony Michelle and Leonard Fournette. It could help you get in Derek Henry or Dalvin Cook, whoever you wanted to use for you there. And then all of a sudden then Zeke was declared out and Tony Pollard went into play. And it just, I mean, that just twists everything up again. And it just, it throws it into this, you know, crazy thing. I think that in all honesty, if I wasn't doing the live stream and I wasn't jumping into chat, I probably would have, uh, you know, would have, would have changed some things around a little bit. I think. I don't know. I don't, I don't really see anything here that was needed really to be changed. Well, Moster really was, was the concern. Yeah. I mean, Look, I'm not saying he was a bad son. I was just saying I was surprised at how many people were just like blindly, oh, yeah, Mostert, he's active and he's got the Cowboys yet playing. I didn't feel the same way. Again, I had Jeff Wilson ranked ahead of him because he was getting more goal line carries. I knew they both would get run, and I know the Cowboys defense is bad, so I figured they would have success on the ground. They played more from behind than I expected, but I just thought – there was more risk with Mostert than people let on. I Okay, I had him back-to-back. Wilson, 23, Mostert, 24. But, like, to me, Pollard was an easy start over the over – Yeah, well, yeah. Because Pollard had the backfield together. If you had Pollard. Like, I, you know, I didn't have Pollard. Uh, you know, I would have uh, – no, no, I saw some people asking questions, Pollard or Mostert, and I saw a lot of people saying Mostert, and I'm like, Yeah, well, I mean, that's, you know, I mean – yeah, I you know what? Again, I think that if it all if I like had a moment to like think about it, I probably would have, you know, just kind of really just looked into it more. Maybe Ahmed for Mostert or Marvin Jones for for Mostert. I don't know. I See, like, Ahmed was just risky, man, because you didn't 
Right, but was he any riskier? Was he any riskier than either one of the uh, than than starting Chase Claypool or Traquan Smith? Oh, um, well, Traquan Smith is never like I never feel good about him. Never, even with Michael Thomas out. Like right, and I figured I I just this is something I needed to do for. Excuse me for the other. uh, Oh, this was okay for the Kings Classic. Okay, yeah, no, that's a different league then. Yeah. Right, but, right, right. Well, no, no. I mean, we're just kind of talking in general as far as like these players, because hey, I have Ahmed in both of the leagues. Um, would I have started him over Mostert had I had like, you know, time to kind of think about it or, or whatever? Maybe, but no, I probably would have just started Marvin Jones, you know, and I would have would have investigated Detroit a little bit more. In the Kings Classic, where I ended up starting Marvin Jones, I left Ahmed on the bench. Uh, and I put Traquan Smith in because I was, you know, hoping. And I have Claypool in my lineup because I was just kind of, you know, hoping. Yeah. So, so that's, is that a 14 team league? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. So you're going to have to make those tough decisions. You know, that, that's the, the leagues we play in. Even GST, we have the extra flex spot. So it's a little bit deeper and we don't have waiver wire moves in the playoffs. So, um, but you do have some good options. And even with, Mostert maybe being out and even James Robinson, he had an ankle injury. We don't know the extent of it, but even if you don't have those guys, you could easily put Ahmed in. Although Miles Gaskin could be back next week and you still have Marvin Jones. I mean, Stafford is tough as hell, man. Like I saw some quotes from him like, hey, if I'm healthy enough to go out there, I'm going to play with my I, You got to respect that guy, man. I mean, that guy's yeah, gotten sure. banged up. He easily could have shut it down. I just give him so much respect. I wish he played for a better organization and had more of an opportunity to win. But for him to go out there, he easily could have just sat out and not even tried. And for him to go out there and, you know, he got banked up again at the end of the game. He took a hit. Uh, they brought in Chase Daniels when they were out of it. Uh, you got to give Stafford a lot of credit. I respect anyone like that. No doubt about it. No doubt. I, you know, really, and I, actually, it's kind of funny. <clears throat> had a had a whole talk with Jen Piacenti about Stafford because she had uh, she left Stafford on her bench and started Derek Carr. She had to though, right? No, no, no. I know she had to, but okay. yeah, we were. She and I were just having a Thursday. conversation, right? That would see. That's the part of Thursday games that suck because at that point it's like, that's well, the part of Thursday games that suck. Really, that? No, that's for fantasy. I mean, I don't mind the Thursday night football like separate. Again, we get to watch a separate game for fantasy. It's not good because Jen's the perfect example where she had Derek Carr. And Matthew Stafford on and then on Thursday, we thought Stafford wasn't gonna play, right? I mean, they didn't say it, but they were like, Yeah, it's not looking good. And then Friday, we find out, okay, well, it's looking better. He's gonna make the trip, but we're still not sure. So she she, she couldn't wait because if Stafford didn't play, then she gets a zero and just got bad luck that Derek Carr got hurt. You know, he might have had a decent game against the Chargers defense and leaves with two plus points, and she still might be able to overcome it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the unfortunate part when you have those games. And then this week we're going to have one Friday game, three Saturday. So you're going to have to make those early decisions. And some of these guys on Sunday, we might not know about. So it makes it trickier in championship week, no less. I yeah, guess you really know, do, Thursday they're doing a week. Friday. They're doing a Dude, Friday game this there's week. There's a Friday. There's a game on Christmas pro at four 30. And I don't understand why that's the NBA's day, man. Just, can you just let them have it? There's five right? games that say the NBA. Like, look, I love the NFL. I don't mind. But, like, you got three games on Saturday. Why do you have to have a game on Christmas at 4.30? And my, so they go Friday through Monday. 
the whole yeah. weekend. Crazy. Yeah. The NFL, dude. The NFL, NFL football drives the bus, man. Football I know it does, but like, I don't know, man. Like, they know. Everyone knows. You don't even have to be an NBA fan. You know, all right, there's basketball on Christmas. Like, you, do you really need a Friday game? I don't know, man. I, I feel like that's kind of dirty. But um, and, I'm and not that, a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it either. And the what Friday in the in the five o'clock uh, NBA game. Well, actually, so when the beginning of the Saints Vikings kicks off at four thirty, the Warriors Bucks will be at the end of the game, and that should be a good game. And then the five o'clock game is Net Celtics. I mean, it's a good slate of NBA basketball. They have the early lines out. Every line is seven or fewer. And the games that are seven are Bucks Warriors with Curry back. And the other game is Lakers Mavericks with Luka against LeBron and Anthony Davis. So we got a really nice sleep. But, yeah, so just week 16 championships. We got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And the Monday game is Bill's Patriots. So nobody will have Patriots. And then everybody will have Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley. Like, who's starting anyone of the Patriots against the Bills, right? Nobody. Nobody. But what's, what's, what's really funny is that, I mean, it's really the, the week just drags out for fantasy purposes because of having all those Bills on Monday night. What a bummer. And then the Green Bay game is the Sunday night game. Sunday night, yeah. Green Bay, Tennessee, which, you know, Jeez. Derek Henry, A.J. Brown, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. So if the Devontae Adams – People advanced. I mean, he had 11 points, like the worst game of the year for Devontae Adams. Like, I don't know what happened in that Green Bay. That was atrocious. That That game was just like they were marching down the field. It's a blowout. And then all of a sudden, the second half, they couldn't do shit. Absolutely bizarre. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I came away from Saturday football a, a little lost, a little confused. You know, Devontae Adams didn't have the good game. Aaron Jones totally blew up, which was great. I mean, unless you were playing against him. Right. Rodgers didn't really have a great game. Nobody on Carolina had a decent game, DJ really. Moore. DJ yeah, Moore I mean, he went over 100 yards, he had some yeah. catches. But you're um, right. Yeah, Mike Davis was disappointing. He had like eight. Yeah, Davis was really disappointing. And then even the you know the earlier game, you had, you know, Diggs went over 100. Josh Allen had a great game. But... And you then know. Singletary with that late run. Oh my goodness! Yeah, who the hell? And, and who the hell is starting Singletary in the in the in the semifinals of their league? Probably no one. But I did see someone upset about it. I forgot who it was. I mean, someone could have been desperate and said, "Hey, I have no one." But that was just like uh, that's a play where someone uses him in DFS is like, "Oh, smart play." It, he had seven carries for seventeen yards before that. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, that I saw someone on, did on a FanDuel Sportsbook a six uh, parlay, like with player touchdowns. They had Singletary, Dawson Knox, and they won like $492,000, bro. Because of that single. I was like sitting there looking at it like, wow. I forgot. It was like Dawson Knox to score, Singletary to score. Like over, they teased the line over 59. Bills, it was crazy. But like Dawson Knox and Devin Singletary score. And once Singletary scored, they had all six and won $492,000. That is, uh, that's insane. 
that's that's <laughs> that's like you know that's luck, bro. Like, come on. Of course they, it is. Of it, course it, it is. But you know what it does to it does to people like you, to people like me. We you know we look at this stuff on a regular basis. We're like, ah, damn. That's I mean, it's just it's life changing money. Yeah. Well, no, for us, we realize how difficult it is. We're we're more cognizant. When you see it on social media, other people are like, oh, I can do this. And then they start putting stuff together to get those odds and lose. It's smart marketing by the books. Sure, of course. You want all that out there. To It's just like the whole dollar and a dream and the billboards on the highway. Oh, today's a it's, it's, it's the milli maker in, in, yes. in DFS. I mean, yes. it's really, it's. You know, which is which is crazy because I've been talking to a bunch of people. You know, it's so funny because um, I told you I did a, a tutoring session for somebody. Yes. Yeah. So uh, somebody called in the show and and was just kind of like looking for some sort of, you know, guidance. And and I turned around. I was like, hey, listen, you know, this is just, you know, it sounds like you're having some basic problems with, you know, being a beginner at DFS and. You know, whatever. And I gave my email. I was like, hit me up and, you know, I can just kind of talk you through it a little bit. Um, and then somebody else. So he did. And, you know, whatever. And then somebody else emailed me. It was like, oh, I heard you give your email out to, you know, this dude on the phone and blah, blah, blah. And you offered, you know, you sounded so nice about offering some help with DFS. And this is what my problem is. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, and, and he basically... You know, it's it's like it's all about like it's contest selection and it's chasing the millionaire like it's chasing the big, huge money. And I mean, it's just it's a whole other different like ball of wax and they don't really understand it. You know, they're like, oh, you know, I'm I'm having trouble cashing, you know, regularly in, in showdown slates like it's a showdown slate. Like yeah. Nobody's cashing regularly in showdown slates. You got to be like a like a a, a multi entry, a max multi entry person, uh, and you and you're playing it basically like like you're playing stock the stock market. You're not, you know, you're you're not playing it like you're a knowledgeable football, you know, uh, uh, you know, you know, evaluator, whatever you, you want to call it. Um, and it's just it's crazy to me. How many people just don't, they don't know. And they're just throwing money away constantly. Yeah. I mean, a showdown slate is one game. As we know, anything could happen in one game of football. Like I'm sure tonight, oh, you got to have Nick Chubb. He didn't have a huge game. You didn't need Nick Chubb tonight. You know, you needed, I'm sure Austin Hooper is the guy you needed tonight. Right. I mean, I didn't play, so I don't know his ownership, but five for 41 at touchdown. I mean, no, it's That's more like you... it's more like playing the showdown slate and being like, oh, you're playing the uh, the Bills game. Well, you needed to have Jake Kumaro in your captain seat, or Dawson Knox, <laughs> or right? Dawson, I mean, or Dawson yeah. Knox. I mean, it's yeah, like, so I mean, that's, you got to find like the odd person that no one really plays, and it's hard to do that sometimes. And there's going to be slates where you're just like, oh, okay, I didn't see that coming, so. Yeah, it's tough. And you can't use that or the millionaire maker as a true representative of your skill set. And that's the thing is just people need to understand, you know, contest selection is one of the most important things. It's just people get allured by when they see the screenshots and they hear people winning. 
Well, you don't know how much money they're putting in, how many lineups did they put in, you know? And, and I don't but know. See, here's it's like, I know. Right. We know. This. We just like, nobody that. just, th- you think about that. All these people who are posting like, you know, six figure, you know, wins. Like they're not, you know, regardless of how often they're coming and they're not coming very often. All right. They're not screenshotting the, the six figure losses. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right. And that's well, it's the you know, same like thing. Like thing. it's the same thing when analysts pound their chest for calls they got right. They don't say shit when they're way off on stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I had I had him ranked fifth this year. Oh, who did you have ranked fourth? Oh, a guy who sucked. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's the way it is. People only show the good stuff, right? When you have a great looking girlfriend, pictures are all over the place. You have one that's not so hot, you're not sending those pictures out so quick. <laughs> no way, man. If you're getting some regularly, you show pictures no matter what. Own it. Love oh, yeah. it. Okay. okay. Come on. Hey man, you know what? They're <laughs> not everyone's a beauty queen. Beauty is, is in the eye of the beholder. Well, that is absolutely true. Right? I mean, come on. What if what if I looked at a girl? I was like, oh, I don't know. look at that fat ass. I don't like that. You, you're like drooling all over the place. Hell yeah. I'm like, send her over here. <laughs> <laughs> you're like that cartoon wolf whose like jaw hits the ground and your eyes go popping out of your head. You start howling. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with sitting at a table for two in the rear. I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> to each his or her own. No, but yeah, it's it comes down to some people just aren't aware. And that's what we're here to help them with, to understand. You just don't enter every contest. Just like anything, right? You know, it's the same thing whether you go to a casino. You know what you're good at. You know, don't jump at, maybe you're not good at a card game. Well, don't hop in and put a ton of money in. Same thing with DFS. You don't know what waters you're swimming in. <laughs> I, mean, I, got, I got all these, these like chips. I got like $100,000 worth of chips. I and mean, be like, oh, I've never played craps before. Let's Let me try it. this out. <laughs> Bet it all. <laughs> oh, wait, I got no money left now. Maybe I should have educated myself on what I'm doing. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. We just need more more education more contest education maybe that's what we need to do it just because you know whatever i mean it just it, it bums me out to hear it you know like people sit there and they'll like listen to us on the radio or they'll listen to the podcast and you know and and they're you know they're hearing us talking about our leagues and you know winning this and winning that and you know and it's like the whole process doesn't you know doesn't compute for a lot of people and it just want it you know and then the, you know if they have like a bad experience playing dfs because they're not educated enough about the the contests and bankroll management and and everything like that then then they get really frustrated by it and they're like ah oh, fuck this i'm done uh and then they never play it again like they never play it again or they just they'll walk away from fantasy with such a bad taste in their mouth that you know, I mean, that that kind of shit, that bums me out. I guess that's probably why I'm like more into just educating people than I am really, you know, freaking out, worrying about what my bankroll looks like. Yeah. And I guess sometimes the tough part is, too, is that we have a wide range of people listening. There's probably a lot of skilled people who are like, oh, I already know that. I don't want to hear that. 
I want the plays. I want the process. So that's what makes it tough. I mean, it makes it tough for a lot of things. Even when we cover the waiver wire, there's people playing eight and 10 team leagues. People play in 12 and high stakes leagues. So there's a wide range to cover. So try to do the best and cover as much as possible. But there is a wide range of players in different skill levels listening. Yeah, you got to cater to them all. You got from from Bob from Bob in accounting. You love to, that guy, uh, Bob in accounting, man. Jeez, what, what's wrong, Bob? I don't know. You always bring him up, man. He's a <laughs> Bob. Was a Bob is a great dude. He's a, he's a bit of a noob when it comes to fantasy sports and and DFS. But you know what? He tries real hard. He wants to be part of the gang, and we love Bob from accounting. He's just he's a good dude. <laughs> Sounds like it, yeah. Bob from accounting, by, by, he pays for subscriptions. Well, then he's a great dude. He's a great dude, right? He's putting food on your table, Adam. Thanks, Bob. See, there it is. There <laughs> it is. Oh, man. All right. Um, before we keep going here, let me just give a little quick shout out to our sponsor, uh, Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site. Y'all got to be playing on. You got to be playing on them. And here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyNightFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTEUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, Adam. So let's let's get. I man, I mean, I don't even know. There's so much to sit and talk about. So you you what's what what's the besides the fact that Engel needs like thirty odd points from Juju Smith Schuster? Uh, what else do you have riding on the Monday night game? Uh, if Sam Hubbard can get twenty seven points, which is probably not going to happen, <laughs> can he get four sacks of Ben and uh, force a fumble and inter- I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, I believe. Yeah, I think so. My other, I click the other final. Everyone's done. I think I won by five. Yeah, and then my home league, I'm down twenty six with Hubbard. So yeah, I'll just be rooting against Juju. That's pretty much it. How about you? Um, I don't think I I have nothing that really hinges on tomorrow. So. You know, I I lost last week in the Jamon League because Josh Jacobs was a douche, and you know I was really mad about that. I I lost in the uh, in the Fish League uh, to uh, to Fish's lighting designer is Chris Caroda. His wife Rhea 
is in the league. And uh, and she opened up a can of whoop ass on me. That was uh, that was pretty pretty damn fierce. Um, so I'm out in that one. But uh, what do I have? The uh, the huddle, uh, which is the the old KFFL guys, USA Today guys, that industry league. Going to the finals there, I, I just, you know, I resounding victory. Resounding victory, Adam. It was uh, it was tremendous. Against the number one seed. I was the number one point getter. I, I had number one total points, but I was seven and six. Uh, and I guess uh, whoever the rep is from fantasy football today, um, he uh, he was 11 and two, number one seed. I smoked him. I mean, I mean he, I think he's got like, the Steelers' defense needs to get like seventy-five points in order for him to uh, to to beat me. I don't I feel- know about you in your leagues. It felt like a lot of number one seeds lost this week. Yeah, it's very possible. It's very uh, truck. You know, was uh, was the number one seed in uh, the, yeah Jerry in the GST. Jerry Colvin was the one seed in our GST, and it looks like he's going to lose unless the Steelers get about forty. Yeah, so I, I was the one seed in my home league and lost. So. It just feels like that. It, it kind of happens quite a bit. Uh, I will say this. Um, so I had a five-team parlay and uh, one leg of it ruined it. Do you want to guess what it is that ruined it? <laughs> because you took the Rams and, like, yeah, the money line. The money line, bro. Minus <laughs> 1667. <laughs> and they fucked up my parlay, bro. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, really? What the fuck? Dude, listen, I have oh, I have already, I have been yelling and screaming about that all afternoon. Like, I, the the fact that the Jets won that game, I was, I was beside myself. And you know what's even funnier is that I'm sitting there texting back and forth with Bob Wischusen from ESPN who does the play-by-play for the Jets games. He's texting me from the booth. Right, like I, mean, I was just like, and all I was doing was like, I'd like send him a gift. That was it, you know, just like, uh, you know, what kind of a dude, thing? And what, uh, I mean, he was, uh, he was hysterical calling? about it. Dude, he was, uh, he was really funny. Third and four, and you sent Acres down the sideline for a pass, and then fourth and four, another deep pass. Like, dude, you need four yards. What are you doing? You got Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Like, and you're throwing two deep passes on third and four and fourth and four? Come on, man. Yeah, this, this is, this is I, listen, I'm going to tell you what's going on, Adam. You want to know what's going on? What? I'm going to tell you what's going on. Adam Gase uh, has something on Sean McVay. All right? Pictures, uh, you know, an old laptop, whatever the case may be. Adam Gase has something on McVay. And he basically said, listen, I'm going to fuck the Jets before I get fired out of here at the end of the season. And I'm going to leave here uh, with like skid marks, right? Because I'm going to get them a win and uh, and they're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. So, Sean, I'm calling in this favor right now. Uh, You owe me. You need to lose this game. And uh, yeah, that's that's what happened. I mean. I, off the record, you know, of course. Yeah, man, I, this sucked, man. I was like, I, I, th- I thought for sure once they scored and made it uh, 23-17, I was like, all right, they're going to get this. Then they settled for the field goal. I'm like, oh, okay, well, they're still going to win. Nope. 
unbelievable, man. Jared Goff, man. <sighs> Can't trust this guy ever, man. <laughs> I know we said it and we saw all the numbers that the quarterbacks, the Jets allowed, but man, Jared Goff is just brutal. Fucking atrocious, dude. I don't even know what to say. I had, you know, I had Robert Woods in DFS lineups. I used Jared Goff. Um, I, really, I, I have no idea what to say about it. It was, I mean, it, it it's an atrocity. I, I took the I took the fucking Rams in the super contest. I laid 17 and a half points in this uh in this <sighs> ridiculousness, dude. It was it was a disaster of epic proportions. And I mean, it's like, it's so funny too, because you're just like, oh, you just won. But, but like what Jet fan in their right mind. Oh, I'll give you one. My friend's a Jet fan. I couldn't believe this conversation we had, man. No, he did Dude. not say he was happy about this. Way. He didn't say he was happy, but I go, I go, oh, it's terrible. I'm like that. I told him about my Rams money line. He's like, yeah, that's rough. And I'm like, for you too. And he's like, why? Because of the draft? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm not a big believer in the first overall pick. think it's overrated. I'm like, well, then you haven't seen Trevor Lawrence play. And I'm like, look, anyone can flop. And we know evaluating quarterback talent is rough. But I'm like, what does this win do? Nothing. And he's like, well, they're going to screw it up either way. Don't want to see my team go 0-16 just for some dignity. I'm like, dude, what? I'm like, dignity? come on. You don't yeah. have I'm like, so what? You're 1-15 now. There's no dignity. I'm like, okay, great. Now you're, you, you might finish 1-15. Wow. You're going to remember that, or you're going to remember Trevor Lawrence in a Jacksonville uniform having a great career, and you missed out because you beat the Rams and have your dignity. I mean, come on, man. You know Jacksonville ain't fucking this up. No, of course They got the not. Bears and the Colts, and the Bears need the win to get in the playoffs. I mean, it is Trubisky, but still. And it's Tr Trubisky's – he threw another late pick today that almost cost them, but – I think Jacksonville has definitely packed it in. So, hundred percent, dude, hundred percent. Especially if James Robinson is, if his ankle is messed up even more, dude. Yeah. Just, just an atrocity, just a downright atrocity. The, the fact that the Jets, like, I mean, it, it makes zero sense to me. And, and you know, the worst part is, is that, like, as you know, members of the media, you can't be like. You know, well, you know, what, I mean, what's the coach going to say? You know, the coach isn't going to be like, oh, well, you know, I, I'm sorry that we don't get the number one pick next year, but I'm paid, I'm paid to, you know, to get wins on the table. Yeah, see, right? and that's the and, tough and part. I, and, like, I'm gonna, and I'm not going to be happy with an 0-16 season because the, you know, because the, the team gets the pick and then I'm going to get freaking fired, right? So, I mean, what the hell? He doesn't give a shit. Well, and the players shouldn't either. I mean, they're paid to do a job. They, again, they're all playing for year to year, essentially. So they have a lot of pride and you can't just go out there and be like, at school. So you can't really blame the players. What are they supposed to do? Not play hard. You can't go on a football field and do that. But so I think you blame the Rams more. Like how the hell do you lose? You're at home, bro. Don't tell me you're looking ahead to Seattle next week. You know what? That game don't mean shit now. Well, it does, but it doesn't mean as much. Like, don't give me that, man. Like, I, oh, they were looking ahead. No, man. Come on, man. You you realized early they were punching you in the mouth that you were in a dogfight. You couldn't wake up at halftime. Like, you, like, at least Tampa Bay, right? Tampa Bay today looked like absolute garbage. They woke up, 
And I know it's Atlanta who blows leads left and right, but so do the Jets. Jets have blown many leads this year. So this is kind of more on the Rams, man. Like, you can't be mad at the Jets players. What are they supposed to do? Lay down? No. No, you know? I'm, not, I'm not mad at the no, Jets. No, I know. I know I know how you feel as a Jets fan. You want that number one pick. I'm not saying you're mad at the players. I'm just saying for in general, because people tend to think like, oh, how could the, the Jets players do? No, man, they're they're, they're humans. They're, this is their job, their livelihood. Some of these guys are fighting to stay in the league for next year. The Rams should be the one here. That, it's embarrassing, man. This was a team that over the last couple of weeks, people were oh, this could be a Super Bowl contender. And this is what you do, bro, at home against the Jets. Again, first half, fine, whatever. That wasn't a smelling small to wake your ass up. Like, this this is a really bad loss for them. They're at Seattle next week and then home to the Cardinals. I mean, this is going to really – you could have won the division. Now you're you're playing from behind. It's just – I mean, they beat the Seahawks already once. So, But still, man, this is, this is a, a loss that's brutal because you could have really taken control of things now in that division. And now you're behind. You're a game behind Seattle. And – I don't know. Maybe they did this on purpose so they could play the four seed. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of something like, oh, let's lose this. We'll get the five seed and we'll play Washington or the Giants. It just wait. It, the it, Cowboys are ahead of the Giants now. Oh shit, they are right because they beat them. Oh yeah. man, what is Dallas doing? <laughs> They're in second place right now because they beat the Giants. They're both five and nine. Unbelievable, man. Dallas has a shot to win this division. Can you believe this? It's 2020, Adam. I'm pretty much ready to believe anything. Uh, just when I thought we were going to get the fourth or fifth pick. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say Who, anymore. Who's the best team in the NFC? We change it every week. It's not Green Bay? I don't think so, man. Did you... We've seen them get embarrassed by Tampa, and I know that was early in the year, but we saw Green Bay do nothing in the second half against Carolina. Nothing. I mean, I guess they are but because of Rodgers and Adams, but, I mean, their defense isn't good. Um, I, st- I, still I mean, I guess they great. sold out to stuff the run because they did a perfectly fine job against Davis. Yeah, because Bridgewater does – the problem with Bridgewater is he doesn't take shots deep, and he doesn't anticipate there was a throw – I was watching with my friend. He's a Panthers fan. And I'm like, see, that's the problem with Bridgewater right there. I forgot who it was. It was in the end zone. And you know how some quarterbacks throw it as soon as the receiver makes that cut and the ball's there? Bridgewater waits for the cut to happen, then throws it. And that gave the defensive back time to come knock it away. So, and Bridgewater doesn't take shots deep. So, they, he, I think they couldn't, the Packers defense, you know, obviously, and Mike Davis has slowed down. I know we had a good game last week but he's really slowed down he's not christian mccaffrey i don't i still think the saints are the best team um yeah you know i mean listen they they uh you know the the showing today was uh i mean a solid game against kansas city and back and forth i thought you know at first um but you know but i look at the i look at the saints now because you know breeze did look sluggish and and they do have some issues and, the, and not having michael thomas out there anymore uh and and he won't have him for the you know for the duration well he'll uh, be back for is, the playoffs he could come back for the playoffs i don't know there's a, there's a lot of uh there are a lot of things being said around there around the old water cooler and it's you know nothing that that you can prove or anything like that but 
you know, there's a there's a, a an inherent problem between Michael Thomas and and Drew Brees. Could be. I mean, it's easy to speculate on that with the timing of everything. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the playoffs, right? If he's not ready to be back, then we'll look into it more and be like, oh, okay. But I mean, the NFC though, it's just like Seattle has just. I mean, Russell, well, Russell Wilson, man. Like, what do you do with Russell Wilson right now, man? Can you play this guy against the Rams next week? <laughs> I mean, really, like, th- this is where you really have a tough decision to make if you got by with Russell Wilson. Because, man, just like last year, and I know, I had him last year, and he just slowed down. We were talking about Russell Wilson MVP like five weeks ago. He's not even in the conversation anymore. Right? I mean, if it wasn't for the Jet game where he threw four touchdowns, these touchdowns the last few weeks, one, four, one, one, two, zero. I mean, pass attempts, 27 today, 27 last week. The guy doesn't throw anymore. They were letting him cook early in the year, and they said, you know what? Get out the kitchen, Russ. (laughs) Which I don't really understand why. I don't eat. Dude, I've been saying this for years. Russell Wilson has been able to do amazing things with a subpar offensive line. He's always had a good running game. He's not even, I mean, he's never had a ton of weapons. I mean, he's got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. That's about it. I mean, Moore's okay. Hollister, whatever. But Wilson gets the job done. And all these years, he's put up ridiculous numbers on few pass attempts. And they play this conservative nature. Like, I don't know how much of the Saints-Chiefs game you saw today, but late in the game, most teams always run the football, run the clock, right? There was a play where Kansas City had Mahomes bootleg out left, flip it to Kelsey, got the first down. Put the ball in Mahomes' hands. Same thing with Seattle. Put the ball in the hands of Russell Wilson. They don't do it, and that's why they haven't won as much. And don't tell me, oh, well, the year Russell Wilson threw it against New England, he got picked off, they should have given it to Marshawn Lynch. That's one play. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, it, it's it the the way you've had it for for so long. I mean, Pete Carroll is he's a run first guy. He's always been a run first guy. Um, Daryl Bevel did a good job with that in Seattle for the longest time as the uh, as the offensive coordinator, and it was easy to do. And when you have that strong ground game. You know, then it's it's easy that then, it, you know, you see stuff like you see this with Baker Mayfield right now. If Nick Chubb is humming and everything's going well and that play action works. Baker Mayfield's outstanding. Um, you know, so I, I think that they've been struggling with that. And, you know, they, they 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 lost their identity at one point because Russ was throwing a ton and it was great for fantasy. But Seattle wasn't winning games like they used to. And well, that's, they were this year. This the year they were. I'm talking about other... this. This is like like two two seasons ago, uh, three seasons ago, where it was all it was Russ, 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 and he was he was fantastic. And you know they just they had him lighting up. It was like they lost Marshawn Lynch. They didn't have any any you know any decent running backs there. So they were like, let's just put the ball in Russ Wilson's hands and let's do it. And the problem was was that his numbers were fantastic. And they were great for fantasy, but Seattle wasn't winning games. And then all of a sudden it was like uh, maybe like week three or week four, like two seasons ago. Maybe it was even three seasons ago where they just they turned around 
Uh, and they just, boom, they started giving Chris Carson, it was like two years ago, they started giving Chris Carson uh, 20 carries a game. And it was tapering off Wilson's numbers, but Seattle was winning again. And that's what Pete Carroll wants. And so, you know, when, when the problem is now is like, you know, you've had some points this year where it's like Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson's been hurt. And what are we doing here? And, you know, Travis Homer is, you know, and, and the problem is, is that they, you know, the, the Russ was doing great things while that was all happening. And it was like him and DK Metcalf were unstoppable. Three touchdown games to, to Tyler Lockett. Uh, and then Carson's healthy again, and they want to run the ball more. They got a healthy Carson and a healthy Hyde. They want to run the ball more, and that's shitting up, uh, you know, the numbers for Russell Wilson. But did Seattle win today? Yes, they did. Barely. But the difference is they don't have a dominant defense anymore. They used to True. have a dominant defense. They don't True. anymore. And you're going to need Russ to overcome this. I mean, they, they have not. They pummeled the Jets last week. They haven't looked good. I mean, the game against the Giants, they were pathetic. Even today, Whoa. even today, they weren't good. I mean, Washington was moving the ball. Um, Russell Wilson had a, a terrible game. Trust me, we're going to get a lot of Russell Wilson questions this week. And you know what the question is going to be? I'm telling you now. Remember, I'm telling you this today. Russell Wilson or Jalen Hurts? Oh, and you know easy. what the answer is? I think it's Jalen Hurts, bro, against <laughs> Dallas. Right? Yeah. I mean, Think about it. This is the whole case of, oh, do you start your studs? Wilson's a stud, but has he been a stud? Yeah. He hasn't. And I know we only have two games of Jalen Hurts, but those two games have been tremendous. And he looked really good as a passer today. And he goes against the Cowboys. And we know how bad the Cowboys defense is. So <laughs> I'm telling you, that question's coming. And I got to obviously do my rankings. It's going to be hard to put Jalen Hurts over him. But I think it has to be done. Do you agree? I mean, we're, this is an early discussion here. I mean, like, do you think the Rams' defense is going to play like they did today? You know they're going to show up against Seattle, right? Oh, easily. Or is it a shootout? Oh, this is tough. Because no, well, the last time they played was 23-16. The Rams won. Let's see Russell Wilson in that game. Oh, boy. 248, no touchdowns, two picks, sacked six times. Chris Carson did not play that game. It was Alex Collins. It was yeah, the lead back. Still, it doesn't matter. I mean, listen, the matchup sucks. It absolutely yeah. sucks. And yeah, I mean, listen, it's not like it's kind of funny, man. I'm like, yo, wow, the Ravens have the Giants. So Lamar's got the Giants. Mahomes has the Falcons. Oh my goodness, bro. Right. So so those are gonna be like, you know, that that's Chalk City right there. Um, Russell Wilson against the Rams, that blows you. Like you said, Hertz versus Dallas. Uh, Baker Mayfield is going to be the against Lions. the Jets. Brady against the Lions. Right. Brady. Kyler, against the Kyler's got the 49ers. Tannehill has Green Bay. Rogers has Tennessee. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Trubisky has Jacksonville. Oh, man. Yeah. Montgomery is going to get the ball 50 times. <laughs> so don't worry about that one. Deshaun Watson gets the Bengals. Oh, 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 wow. Holy crap. Boy, good. This is going to be a tough DFS week trying to pick out who to play. Right. I'm just, I'm calling in sick. <laughs> Please. How about this? The, the Green Bay tent. Oh, that's the night game. It's night Sunday game. night. Yeah. Thank God. Oh, Thank yeah. That's God. Right. Josh Allen's not on the main slate against nope. New England. Thank God. 
Uh, yeah, boy. Ooh, you don't man. need anything on the main slate. Look, you've got Mahomes, Mayfield against the Jets. You've got um, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you've got uh, yeah. I'm just Trubisky against the Jags, Lamar Jackson against the Giants, Deshaun against Cincinnati. Yeah, Jalen Hurts against Dallas. I mean, those Herbert, matchups Herbert, right there all Herbert better than the Broncos at home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Except Denver yeah. get carved up by Buffalo. They're really banged up in the secondary. I mean, we'll see if Keenan Allen can play. Right, but Adam, you know, the, you, you think the, the Chargers are going to be what? The Chargers are going to be like a like a five and a half point favorite in that game. I see the line now. You want to know what it is? Go ahead and tell me. Three. And the Chargers are favored. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's. <laughs> That's so funny that it's three because you get three points basically for being the home team. Yeah. <laughs> Not. Wow, Philly's only favored by one over Dallas? I mean, I guess they did lose. I mean, but come on, man. Dallas is beating Cincinnati and San Francisco. We're supposed to get excited here? Come on. <laughs> I mean, Philly beat the Saints at least. All right, wait, wait. So I, well, let's let's get back on topic here. I want to know Russell Wilson. Here you go. Ready? So this is we're gonna play this game. We're gonna figure it out. Obviously, it's Mahomes and Lamar Jackson both over Russell Wilson. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, would you start Tom Brady over Russell Wilson? Yeah. Would you start Kyler Murray over Russell Wilson? Yes. Would you start Baker Mayfield against the Jets over Russell Wilson? Oh, boy. I might have to say yes. Holy shit. What is going on? I might have to say yes. I mean, Deshaun Watson easily over Russell Mm Wilson, right? Mm -hmm. Trubisky against the Jags. No. No, okay, you no. draw the line there. Yeah, Montgomery's going to run like 40 times, bro. We've seen this. Okay, gotcha, I got I gotcha. Ryan Tannehill or Russell Wilson? Oh, that's, that's close. I might go Wilson there. But it's, okay, so it's up for Wilson debate. Wilson above Tannehill and above uh, Trubisky. Um Herbert or Russell Wilson? Herbert. Okay. Um, Josh Allen over Russell Wilson? Yes. So basically the quarterbacks that you have. All right. Well, you know what I need to ask you? Drew Brees or Russell Wilson? Brees against the Vikings at home? Yeah. Yeah. What about Cousins against the Saints? No. No. So, So basically, so Kirk Cousins... Uh, Matt, I'm going to assume Matthew Stafford, you would play uh, Russell Wilson? I would play Wilson, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think he's a borderline, from this discussion, I think he's going to be a borderline QB1 this week. Like, he's going to be around 11 or 12, man, which is crazy, but isn't that the appropriate spot right now? Yeah. Yeah, it I'll is. He'll throw, he'll throw five touchdowns. <laughs> That's the problem. Like, I'm scared because... I know Russ can do that, but we have to look at what's going on right now. And this is pretty bad. You know, this, this, I mean, the Giants, look, the Giants have a solid defense, but Baker Mayfield had a good game against them tonight. Like Seattle was at home and they couldn't do anything. 
And DK Metcalf did hurt his hamstring. He came back. But that's something to keep an eye on for during the week if it tightens up or something. Um, but, yeah, look, it's, it's tough. And I'm sure there were people today that played Russell Wilson and got sent home. And they might have had a, a tough quarterback decision. But I think we got to, you know, I made this point with Ezekiel Elliott last week. Like, stop with the name and where you draft him. And obviously, it didn't. I don't know what would have happened because Zeke didn't play. He was inactive. But Tony Pollard has looked better than him all year. And Pollard, here's, here's the thing. The Cowboys offensive line is not what it was. So you need a running back that's a little quicker that can do things on his own. And right now, whether it's Ezekiel Elliott is banged up and the injuries have added up and he's just not the same, Pollard can do more on his own without an offensive line than Zeke can. And he's quicker. And you saw it today because Zeke couldn't do anything against the Bengals. And the 49ers are a better run defense. And Pollard had a good game. I know he had that big run late where he was breaking tackles, but Zeke wouldn't be able to do that right now. And I know it's a, it's a really tough call because if you made it to week 16, it's like, can I really bench Russell Wilson? But I think you have to at this point. The matchup is tough, and this offense just hasn't shown anything at all. They beat up on the Jets. The Rams are not the Jets. And you better believe the Rams are going to be ready for next week. The Rams are definitely going to be ready for them next week. Yeah, listen, this is – there you go. We're done with Russell Wilson. Adam, when when did you ever think that you'd be done with Russell Wilson like this? Um – I kind of did this last year too, but I had Dak as my other quarterback, but it was tough because like every week I couldn't figure out who to start. And I'm just like, look, Russ is not doing anything down the stretch. Like we've seen this. He had 121 yards passing today. 121. I know Washington's defense is good, but come on, man. 121. He had 263 against the Giants with one touchdown, 230 against Philly, 197 against Arizona. Guy hasn't hit 300 yards since... Buffalo game when he had 390. It's just it, it's just not happening, man. And it's not and he hasn't even been sacked the last two weeks either. I don't know, man. It's just <laughs> look, that's the thing. Is he would I be surprised if he came out through four touchdowns? No. But what are the odds? They're very slim right now, based on what we've seen. They really are. And, uh, you know, and again, bottom line, there are there are a dozen plays right now that we like more than what we like out of him. It's definitely it's uh, it's crazy. It really is. And meanwhile, David Montgomery is going to win people championships. Who would have thought that like week seven? You know, I've always actually been a fan of Montgomery. I really have. I You know, I just I thought he was. Just getting lost in, you know, in Matt Nagy's offense. This is the first time that Nagy has felt comfortable enough to be giving him, you know, regular workload. I mean, I wish he would stay. I wish he would give him more carries. Yeah. Is it that or the defenses he's faced? What do you mean? I mean, I mean he's had great matchups the last few weeks that he's taken advantage of. I mean, sure. first of all, he had 32 carries today. So any competent back in the NFL with 32 carries should be able to get 146. He averaged 4.6 yards a carry. Solid. Last week, Houston, we know how bad they are. And he only got 11 carries at 113 yards, broke the 80 yard run. Right. 
He had Detroit where he had and two see, rushing touchdowns. And see, and that's, you know, that's obviously a, a, another issue, though. I mean, 32 carries today, but I mean, the carries haven't been all that consistent, you know? I mean, you get to, like, you go, you get them in spurts, right? Week eight against the, the Saints, he had 21 carries. That's his only 20 carry, se- you know, game this season, except for today. Like, right. that's and he only, been and he had one of the issues. Yard. 89 yards against the Saints, which is not a great game because the Saints are a good run defense. Yeah. No, listen, man. I mean, listen, it's it's great that he's, he's taking advantage of it. Yeah, after the bye, Green Bay, bad run defense. Detroit, terrible run defense. Houston, terrible run defense. Guess what? He's got Minnesota and Jacksonville coming up. <laughs> or he, I mean, he had Minnesota today. He had Jacksonville, yeah, Jacksonville next. next week. Yeah, and they should and be playing Green from Bay. ahead and they'll just feed him. For those for those who play their championship games in week 17, he's got Green Bay. Yeah, and he had 11 for 103 against them. Although Green Bay somehow limited Mike Davis this week, but um <laughs> maybe yeah, we're just maybe we're just too high on Mike Davis for no reason. Maybe Mike Davis took advantage of some tasty matchups and we bought into it. Yeah, maybe he's wearing down too. Because he's yeah. never had this kind of a workload before in his career, ever. Yeah, so that could be it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, we always go through this every year. We get to the playoffs, and there's always some, like, unlikely heroes that we didn't expect. I mean, Jalen Hurts probably going to be that guy. I mean... I started him in the Kings Classic, baby. Yeah, I mean, we know quarterbacks that run have a high ceiling, and he, th- he showed a lot today with his arm. He made some good throws today, man. He really yeah. did. It was a fantastic like Eagles fans definitely can be excited about that. Carson Wentz is uh is putting his house on the market. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty evident. <laughs> oh my god. So all right, so you know what? I didn't even get to to brag about it. Uh five, count them now, five championship games this week are coming up for me. Uh the GST. Uh, the huddle, which is the old KFFL uh, USA Today guys, um, I'm right there. Um, the Kings Classic, the auction league, 14 team auction league that I they asked me to fill in. I, like I subbed in for somebody uh, the day before. Yeah, people know whenever they need someone to sub in that you're you always say yes. Right. So so well, I mean, we were doing. You know, we were doing all the, the, the live streaming for the Kings Classic draft. Oh, so, yeah, I remember. That's right. So I was in contact with them. And then all of a sudden, I guess uh, somebody had a, a, a conflict or whatever. And so I, you know, I was like, yeah, I'll do the auction. So I'm in that auction there. So I, I, I'm moving on to the finals there. And then uh, and then the family league with like, you know, Petey Stitz and Cheyenne and you know, a bunch of uh, a bunch of FA folk in there, and uh, Mama Bird made it to the finals. Feeling good. Congrats, man! Thank you, thank you so much. I'm I'm, I'm very happy to you know have this happen. I don't even know who set this league up. I don't even know where it, where it started. Hmm. Hmm. I'll have to ask Jen. She's in the uh, consolation round. If she's talking to me, who am I playing? Oh, I'm- <laughs> I'm playing Petey. Yeah, right. Jen and I. If Jen and I have to go, so Jen is like what? She's got like a like a two point lead in hers. And, GST and she's got or and the other. she's got Juju and he's got the Steelers D. Yeah, she's up like one point five or something. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then she'll obviously, you know, she'll go down immediately because it's like at a 12 point, you know, right there. And then she's got to work through it. That's true. Yeah. I mean, the defenses, if they have a decent day, usually get like, like I had the Browns, they gave up six points, one sack. That was it. Got me nine points, but they only allowed six. But the Steelers could only allow six to the Bengals. They could shut them out. I mean, it looks like Finley is going to be the quarterback. Yeah. So that's, she's going yeah. to need a little, little, little bit of help there. Yeah. That was the, that was the thing that really, I, I, I didn't even think about it until like I saw it actually happening. But playing truck, he had Jarvis Landry. So anything Jarvis Landry, if Jarvis Landry scored, it was going to screw him out of defensive points. So when Jarvis Landry uh, scored his touchdown, I think it actually netted Truck maybe like a point and a half in total because his defense lost points and, you know, and whatever. So it just kind of negated the the whole touchdown aspect, which was uh, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. I'm not sure why he because in these in the leagues where the waiver shuts, I like to go in with two kickers and two defenses. Unless I have a dominant defense, I'm not sure why he didn't add another defense. I don't know what was available on waivers, but like to just go in with the Giants, I know they're good, but like, was it a great matchup against the Browns? Because the Browns don't throw a lot. So, and then they have Baltimore week 16. So I don't know why he only went with it. I don't know what was available. Like, I, I saw the Browns schedule and I picked them up like week. 12 i have the bears and then i saw the browns i'm like oh yeah i'm picking up the browns right. and they get the jets next week so i have a tough decision because they have the jets and the and the bears have jacksonville so they both have great matchups but the and then the post almost got screwed they didn't add they only had one kicker and their kicker is brandon mcmanus who was out this week to COVID, Ooh. so they got a zero Ooh. they're fortunate to survive and mcmanus should be back he was actually complaining he thought he should have been played on saturday if the game was sunday he could have played but he was pretty upset about it. So uh, it's something that people have to decide in these high stakes leagues, you know, and I think especially this year in COVID kind of need to go in with two just in case. Like I have Ryan Suckup and Will Lutz and Suckup got put on the COVID list. So I was like, oh, shoot. And then Suckup obviously kicked today and I put him in over Lutz. Not that it made, I don't know, maybe it will be a difference because Suckup was better. But yeah, especially this year with COVID too. Um, you know what? Yeah, I actually didn't even think about that when, you know, when you reminded us that, you know, it was the last weekend to pick up waivers. And I mean, not that I would have, uh, you know, want to start another defense over the Colts. They've been so good to me all year. Um, I should have had a, at least a second kicker on there to, to make sure. Well, am I getting back Joe Mixon next week? You're you really going to start him if he comes back? <laughs> Who do they play again? <laughs> I think we, um, I don't even know. Does it matter? I thought, was it the Texans you said? Yeah, yeah, the Texans. There you go. It's the worst one defense ever. The There's no way Mixon comes back this year. No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, no, I, there's nobody. Does McCaffrey come back? Does McCaffrey he come He wants back? to. And I heard Matt Rule say a couple a week or two ago that he was fine with it. He's like that, you know, the culture here is you know, we want to win, we want guys to play. So I think if McCaffrey is good to go, that maybe he comes back. 
I think it's a way better shot of McCaffrey than Mixon. I, That'd I, be I crazy, man. Could you imagine getting McCaffrey back for week 16 for your, your, your Super Bowl? I mean, are those teams still? I mean, I guess it's possible. Um, of course, Boy, it's that possible. Is, that is if, a, you, if, if you picked up a, Mike Davis and you just threw McCaffrey on your IR. Yeah, Mike Davis might have sent you home this week, though. Bass truck. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, wait, he doesn't have him. My bad. Sorry, truck. Who was it that had Mike Davis then? Someone had Mike Davis that went home this week. Um, The guy. Oh, who, Billy Hayes does, but he's not done yet. So. Wow. Oh, yeah. Billy. But he had 8.1. I mean, Davis has really slowed down. Davis was great early on when you got McCaffrey because I did pick him up in one league. He was tremendous, but he's really slowed down. He had the big yeah. game against Denver last week, 26.3, but then 10.9, 15.9, 8.4, 8.7, 8 8.7, 8.6. I mean, a lot of low weeks there. A lot of low weeks. Absolutely. Listen, I mean, again, you know, very few, you know, it's, it's not, I mean, James Robinson's probably the best running back anybody picked up off waivers this year. Yes, because in a lot of leagues, he was picked up after week one. Mm-hmm. The drafts right before the season, he did get drafted. I know in the GST, he was picked up as a free agent because we did our draft like, I don't know, September 1st, something exactly. like that. Guess what? Uh, I picked him up. Yeah, Angle picked him up in ours uh i picked him up in my home league yeah he yeah it's not even close he's got to be the best one that was picked up for sure mike davis is probably second right yeah. off the top of my head i don't think there was anyone else who made an impact like that right no uh no and that's gaskin you know, was good but not enough yeah it's robinson yeah, and mike gaskin davis. had what like two good games and then it was like where where is he now yeah right nah, gallman yeah. two good games where yeah. is he now mm-hmm. so you know it's it's kind of funny surging here late in the season are a lot of these rookie running backs who are finally getting the the ball. Right, Swift should add another touchdown, man. He yeah he lost it at the one. Um, Swift, Dobbins, Dobbins. is seeing more work. Um, Akers, even though he didn't Akers, have a huge game, Taylor with injury. Came, oh, Taylor's been. This is the Taylor that you know we expected. Yeah. It's very interesting seeing who's carrying what teams. Like I'm, I'm psyched. I'm like, I'm like, I have DeAndre Swift. That makes me smile. The only problem is he gets Tampa Bay next week. But yeah, you still play him. A, you're such a dick, sub. Dude, I have him in the GST. You think Bible, I like this? Yeah, you, you, why you, you got You can't let me relish the moment for like five seconds. I'm just giving you the you're look. So at mean. Him. How's that mean, bro? I have DeAndre Swift. I want the dude to go off. I don't care. I'm playing him. I'm just you're holding. Like, Use them in the air. You're like the little brother I never wanted. Okay. You're like the uncle that I don't have. <laughs> you were going to say something gross and disgusting. I want to be stopped, yeah. You were. You were going to be like, let me show you on the doll where you touched me. Right? <laughs> that's that's what you were about to say, dude. Yeah, Come you, on. you know me so well. You're a horrible person. You're, you're a horrible person. I've been told that before. I don't think it's true, but I have been told that. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Crazy. Crazy. Man, I don't even know what to say to you anymore. I'm, I'm horrified. Uh, let's hope Antonio Gibson comes back next week. That's what I'm praying for. Oh, God bless it. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> I have him in the huddle league that, you know, like I was like, oh, all right, I got to put him on the bench. 
Oh, so, man. What would you have done real quick in the GST? My decision today was Christian Kirk or Tyler Boyd. What would you have done? I would have done Christian Kirk. Yeah, that's why I played. He wasn't great, but I mean, it was a shootout. I knew Philadelphia's secondary was vulnerable. And am I really going to rely on Ryan Finley? No. Against the Steelers? Yeah. So that was my, that's kind of like my hole with no Antonio Gibson. So I'm praying I can get Gibson back because then Gibson would slide in and that would just really fortify the lineup. But I mean, look, I think you have to feel a little encouraged about Gibson. He was doing work off to the side on Friday and they listed him as doubtful. They didn't rule him out. So. It's kind of a good sign. Dude, I'm I'll take it. You know, I mean, like, here's the funny thing is that I am, I'm, you know, because, you know, like, and let's just, you know, for the GST league, James Robinson, I got to, I got to see what's going on with him. I got to see what's going on with Mostert. Um, you know, and they're just, I, I have a number of like injuries that, that you just kind of have to wait and see sort of thing. Yeah. Like, at least you do have Marvin Jones. If right, Stafford right, right. Plays, that's no, I'm good. just saying, like, I'm not even worried about what their injury status is today, tomorrow. You like, just want to know if they're going to play when you're making these decisions. So you don't have to, like, sit there and wait, like, oh, it's game time. And then this game on Saturday and this game on Sunday. Oh, that's God. what you mean, right? Yeah, I, you know, and, and I hate that. Like, I'll tell you what, <clears throat> that's that's the funny thing. I've got to decide for a quarterback for GST. Uh, I have Breeze, Baker, or, or Cousins, right? Well, two of them play Friday, bro. Two of them play <laughs> Friday, and then the other one is on Sunday. So the question is, is what do I do? Like, you know, do you – I mean, Baker Mayfield, like what happens if somebody in, in Cleveland gets the COVID? You know what's crazy? Because Jen and I have had these conversations on the live streams because when we do the Thursday night game, that is actually something you do have to consider this year. So then I have to decide between Breeze or Cousins and then not not get to use Baker Mayfield oh, against please. the Jets? You're playing Breeze anyway. I know you are. You're not you're not gonna play Baker. Dude, Baker against the Jets. I mean he's he's definitely better than uh than Jared Goff. Oh well, I think I'm better than Jared Goff and you, too. <laughs> I can't even throw a football well. Uh <laughs> you, you don't have a tight spiral is that what you're nah, saying bro. I, I i i catch the football i'm a solid receiver good hands i can't throw there you go all right okay good to know for the uh for the company flag football team oh yeah just get the quarterback and uh i'll quickly get in sync with him <laughs> we gotta you gotta watch out man we got a game on new year's day against rotoballer i'm gonna I'm have ready, you on angle you're gonna oh, guard him I'm going to, he's going to tap out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scotty, we love you. All right, listen, that's going to do it for tonight. <laughs> Maybe Adam and I will do something worthwhile and actually wrap up some of the games tomorrow. And we won't just sit here and talk about how awesome our teams are. <laughs> no, we didn't. That was not most, that was like six minutes of this podcast. We went over a lot of relevant things. <laughs> Sure, we did. We did. Just, we made all the Russell Wilson owners our advance shit their pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get, uh, should I start Russell Wilson or Gardner Mitch? You're like, what? Yeah, you oh, said Russell Wilson sucks. I'm like, no, we didn't go that far. Oh, that's right. 
Oh, the poor Russell Wilson people. Well, sucks to be you. But you know what? At Adam Ronis on the old Twitter machine, ask him all the Russell Wilson start sick questions you possibly can. I'll be directing them uh, there as well. <laughs> That's going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, we'll catch up with you guys again uh, tomorrow. We'll, uh, we'll see if anything exciting happened in this Monday night game. Does Adam Ronis beat Scott Engel? Does... Juju come through for Jen, but not enough for Scott. All that will be discussed tomorrow on the Annie Up podcast. He's Adam Ronis. I'm Howard Bender. Thanks for tuning in to Fantasy Alarm, Sawdust Podcast Network. Catch you next time.